Welcome to the Retail Theater by the Synthetic Playhouse, where artificial intelligence performs stories about people acting up in retail and other consumer situations. We hope you find the stories themselves funny or entertaining recountings of socially awkward and rude behaviors. We also hope you are both impressed by and amused with the abilities of AI. Story number one. I work at this store, but this is not the store to ask those questions. I work at a large U.S. home improvement chain in the lumber and building materials department. I regularly have to go back and forth to the customer service desk to drop off online orders and pick up returns. I pass other departments on the way, including the front of the store, which has seasonal items. One time in early spring, I was walking back from the customer service desk. A young couple stops me by the display of seeds and bulbs and potted starter plants. We just bought a house and are planting our first garden. We want to grow things to make salsa. What would we grow that will be good in salsa and how many of each would we get? They're basically asking me the recipe for salsa with correct proportions of ingredients so they can grow farm to table. I know for sure you need to get tomatoes. What else should we get? I am a little dumbfounded and at first think you should ask a chef, but I actually make my own salsa sometimes and am glad to help. Get a couple different tomato varieties, but also white onions, green onions, garlic, and different pepper varieties, based on how hot you want to make it. Maybe some other spices like oregano and thyme, but I don't remember exactly. The most important ingredient is cilantro. Be sure you get a bunch of that. I also give recipe advice to say how to cut up the vegetables and to add the right amount of salt, pepper, and other spices. I help them pick out the exact quantities of seed packets, bulbs, and plants, but I'm obviously not an expert on how much they'll yield. Thanks. Yes, thank you. I kind of feel bad that they asked me instead of someone else and that I probably did not give 100% accurate botanical and culinary advice. I did learn one thing that day. People respect the apron and assume you pretty much know everything about everything if you wear it. Story number two. Seven months into my first help desk job, I feel sad for getting somebody fired yesterday. Have any of you had an employee or customer who simply refuses to believe you're legitimately trying to help them? Almost as if you're specifically trying to mess with them and never have them feel like their issues are resolved? Like, you woke up, ate some breakfast, grabbed a coffee, sat in traffic, came to work, clocked in, and now it's your life mission to just make one specific person feel completely miserable with 100% malicious intent? That's how this person has been feeling about me for the last two months ever since I deployed her thin client and shipped it to her house where she works remote in another state. I've built umpteen thin clients and laptops by now, I can do 10 of them at the same time with my eyes closed. All manually too, no scripting or using image files. I know exactly what's on every machine because we get them brand spanking new and I'm the grunt who installs everything and authenticates new users so that when they receive their PC, they're good to go right out of the box. We'll call her Cora because man she gets on my nerves and is difficult as soon as she opens her mouth, but since Avatar The Last Airbender was so amazing, I constantly give her a chance. Everything she says that's either working or not working, or even things she just observes, Apparently everything tech-related is out to get her. I think she might be a paranoid schizophrenic. 
I really don't know. Here are some examples of her questions, and her voice is always shaking with triggering anger and upset vibes, it's been so incredibly awkward. Why are my personal files showing up on my work computer? Do you remember that you had me help you sign into your personal OneDrive on your work computer? Why do I have to go to Microsoft.com to change my password? Every time I try to go there it redirects me to a different site and that's something the IT team needs to take care of. Because we do everything in the cloud, and it's not redirecting you, it's sending you to the English, United States version of the website. How am I supposed to keep my program secure and up-to-date when I can't install them? Because you're not an administrator, and we've gone over multiple times how you are to send in a ticket when you need anything installed or updated. That is my job, not yours. Why does it show I'm signed into multiple computers? See, I told you somebody is in my system. Because you left your machine at home when you went to visit the office two weeks ago, and I helped you sign into a vacant computer while you were there. How come everyone has a VPN and I'm the only one lacking security? Nobody else has a VPN, you're looking at their screen and seeing Norton VIP which is an authentication tool for banking and you're not in that department. I don't install things that people don't need. I'm not treating others with more secure machines and not you. That would make no sense. Here's the real kicker, and I'll make it the last one, because I can go on forever with her. Somebody edited the PDF I saved with all my passwords and also edited the email you sent me with all my passwords. This is a compromise of compliance and security. I've cc'd my superiors on this issue. It's up to the IT team to fix this. This was the last straw for me. Now she's calling us out for not doing our jobs. Your emails aren't being edited, that's not how it works. You saved the wrong email as a PDF. No, I didn't. I'm sorry, yes you did. When I sent you the welcome email, I used a template and I copy and pasted from the last new hire. One of the usernames was incorrect so I apologized and sent you another one, remember? Yes, I remember you sending me another one, that's the one I saved. The PDF you saved doesn't have the incorrect username from the first welcome email? Yes, it does. So, you saved the incorrect email? No, I know for a fact I saved the corrected email you sent after. Denial is weird. Some people just can't get certain things through their heads. She had been giving her team a terrible time the last few months. This incident was the last straw for me and I called to talk to her superior. Always have a paper trail and always explain everything as best as you can. My boss and her boss knew what was up immediately after our last conversation. I rock at my basic help desk job and I love every minute being here and learning. Get out of here if you're trying to tell me I'm not doing my job when you're a paranoid individual, that's not my problem. A half hour later HR sends in a ticket to disable her Microsoft account immediately. Story number 3. I do not work in this strip club. I can't believe I have never thought to tell you guys the story of how, on my 18th birthday, I was mistaken for an employee at a strip club. It sounds fake, but I promise that it's not. I was the last one to turn 18 in my friend's group, so on my 18th birthday, we decided to go out and do all the things you can legally do at 18 in the US. Before going out, I was on the phone with a friend and I asked her what to wear. Dress for a night to remember. 
My 18-year-old brain interpreted that as wear a teeny tiny dress. Folks, this thing was skin tight and short, with vertical black and white stripes, like an umpire or a prisoner in an old-timey cartoon. So I met up with my friends, and they were all dressed much more casually than me. Miss Dress for a Night to Remember was in jeans and a t-shirt, if I recall. But whatever, it was my birthday, and I was dressed up, it was fine. We went to the strip club and were milling around on the floor, not knowing what to do. We lived in a fairly small college town, so the club was small and tacky. Suddenly, I felt a hand on my shoulder. I turned around to a middle-aged woman in all black. I assumed she was a manager. Why aren't you in the dressing room? She must have immediately noticed her mistake. Oh. I thought you were a dancer. I'm not sure if I looked like one of the women who worked there, or if she wasn't familiar with all of her staff. But either way, that was a lovely introduction to legal adulthood, and I don't think I ever wore that dress again. Story number four. I'm a lawyer. Customer calls me and I have to go through standard security before accessing their account. How do I know who you are? You are asking for this information and I don't know you. These questions are standard security measures set up during the account. I am a customer service rep and you called me. I could be anyone. You just don't ask people those sort of questions. These are standard security questions that we ask every customer and remember, you called us. It's a scam. I'm going to report you to the FCC. I'm a lawyer young man, I know the law. At this point, I no longer cared. Well then, you would know about the Data Protection Act that prevents us revealing sensitive information to people who can't pass security. I'm having lunch with your chairman and I will have your job. I'll get you fired unless you give me what I need. I can, as long as you pass security. You little. Please don't swear otherwise I have to terminate the call. Don't tell me what to do, I will have your job. Do you know who I am? I pay your wages, I earn more in an hour than you do in a day. Okay ma'am, I'm going to terminate this call due to foul language. Ended the call, fully noted the account. Story number 5. Perhaps the two pines is better for your financial needs. A customer comes in late at night. I'd like a room please. I have only two rooms left, the presidential for $639, and a penthouse, for $450. Given the time, I can take $100 off. Wow, that's expensive, and it's just me. I don't know why he tells me he's alone, it won't change the price and those are the last two rooms I have literally. The Two Pines Hotel is $151. Well yes, those are standard rooms and not the penthouse or presidential rooms. Hold on a minute, I need to call my friends to see what they want to do. But wait, I thought it was just you. So calls his friends and then he comes back. I'll take the cheaper room. Okay, great. I can even knock off another $50. Well if you made it the two pines price, that would be better. This is what I get for trying to help people. Being it's this late, I'm sure no one will care if I park right by the doors, right? I can't allow that it's a fire zone and loading zone.
but I just spent an exorbitant amount for the room. I'm sorry, sir. Entitlement doesn't cover parking. Perhaps you should find a cheaper property that won't care where you park. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the stories in this episode. Share your favorite story with your friends.